Hello. Would you rather have a bionic arm or a bionic leg? Good question. Um, bionic leg, so I could hop to work. So would I. I'd have a bionic leg, but it'd be for kicking. <laughs> This is the Extra Hot Great Podcast, episode 278 for the week of November 25th, 2019. I am Pepsi Challenge, David T. Cole, and I'm here with Red Vines Truther, Sarah D. Bunting. Hashtag Twizzler Nation. Two-party system, Tara Ariano. Go ahead, throw away your vote. And 90s late-night war, Mark Blankenship. Whatever, Jay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Extra Hot Great. This is a special episode recorded in advance, so if anybody we mentioned turned out to run a prostitution ring or something like that, we didn't know at the time, but we're not going to edit it, because TikTok. But you guys, I run a prostitution ring. <laughs> Joining us this week is a prostitute ring bringer, Mark Blankenship. Hello, Mark. Hello, Mark. everyone. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel inside. <laughs> and outside. All right. I say we just get right into it. This is how it's going to work. Our first phase of Would You Rather is going to be Would You Rather, now these are binary choices, are going to be the ones that we on the panel made for each other. And then part two is going to be our user Would You Rathers to the panel. Tara, here is your first Would You Rather. Would You Rather... Have any canceled show get picked up by another network, but in doing so, they have to change genre. Or have TV greatest showrunners create shows faithful to the last fortune cookie they got. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say showrunners fortune cookies because I have more trust in great showrunners ability to make art out of even the most banal source material than I do that a show can survive a, a genre swap, especially when there are so many other variables they could get picked up by a worse streaming service or, you know, in the process have their whole cast turn over. You just never know. There's too many unknowns. So yeah, fortune cookie for sure. Thank you for the challenge. If they uh, they do that, they have their episode titles already done. Because whatever the episode title is, you tack on in bed, and that's your show. Yeah. Easily, yeah. <laughs> oh, Brandon. <laughs> I actually think that the name of the series could just be in bed. In bed, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like in treatment, but it's all about fortune cookie wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sarah. Here is your first. Would you rather? Okay. Would you rather have any fake show within a show continue for the rest of the episode in a picture-in-picture -picture window? <laughs> or have the national anthem replaced by a random exposition heavy theme song at major league baseball games <laughs> a random exposition uh, so like an existing theme song that's exposition heavy and not exposition about the game or the league gilligan's island for example the brady Bunch. okay Hmm, gosh. And everybody has to stand up and put their hands in their heart for it. Just like, <laughs> okay. Um, so you can't sit right down and hear a tale. You have to stand up that's and right. have Ooh, your hand over your deep. heart. Um, they'll change that lyric. That, that's the one thing they'll do for this. <laughs> um, if you were talking about replacing God Bless America, which 
she has not. And also, I just don't like the song. Then I would consider that one. But I'm sort of curious about the shows within a show and uh, within shows and just seeing what ends up happening in picture in picture, especially if I have the um, ability to flip, which is the big picture. So picture in picture. Good question. Love that one. It's a good one. All right. And here's my final one. It is for you, Mark. You have your choice. Would you rather be rich, but you have to make yourself available for daily jaywalking with Jay Leno questions at the LA tourist attraction of his choice? Or be rich, but have Jimmy Fallon follow you around and laugh at absolutely everything you say. Now, is this perpetual that Jimmy Fallon is always with me? Like, I'm eating breakfast, doing anything? If you don't say anything, he doesn't have to be around. But as soon as you say something, he's around. And guffawing. Because <laughs> he's laughing at everything you say. You're at a funeral giving a eulogy. He's there cracking up. It's like a dark... It's like a dark science fiction. Like if I if I am silent, I can be left alone. Then I'm gonna have to mark mirror. I'm gonna have to go with the Jay Leno option because at least then I can go home. (laughs) Well, not to your home in New York, but you can go to a home. But like, it's not all like once I've done the segment, I can just leave. And I wouldn't have Jay Leno following me around in like the shower because I talk and sing in the shower and I don't need to be laughed at while I'm bathing. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Those are my would you rather. So let's pass the torch to Tara. All right. um, Since we just had a lot of Dave, I'm going to put Dave last and start with Sarah. Okay. Sarah, you have to go back in time and give one more season to a TV show canceled too soon. I know what you're thinking. Whatever it is, I'm going to pick your, my so-called life, which is why that's not one of the choices. Oh, okay. Would you rather see more American Vandal or more Pitch? Oh, my God. American Vandal. Absolutely. Oh, that was so easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Pitch, I I think that Pitch was um, well-meaning and mm-hmm. significant and could have been good. And I loved Mark Paul Gossler as a catcher with a big booty, but it just didn't work for me. Like I got, it was fun to write about it and despair of all the things that it got wrong somehow. Right. But American Vandal, absolutely. Because I feel like they could keep going with this and talk about like a sort of show within a show and meta on meta. I love American Vandal. So yeah, that's easy. American Vandal. For Mark. Yes. Sexy Oklahoma is coming to television, but producers are replacing the Broadway performers with the star of a current TV show. Uh Uh-oh. Who would you rather see do it? The cast of Modern Family or the cast of the Connors, formerly known as Roseanne? So Roseanne minus Roseanne. One thousand percent the cast of the Connors minus Roseanne. (laughs) I do not need to see the self-satisfied mugging of the Modern Family cast. What I do need to see is John Goodman, who actually was in the original cast of the Tony award-winning musical Big River. Get back on stage and... He was the river. He played played Huck, Huck Finn's father and he sang a song called government and it was Hmm. dad gum government got the damn hands and all the pockets of my britches anyway it was more of a sprechstimme but the point is i think it would be awesome to see that cast tackle those roles and also 
where would you put Estelle Parsons? There are so many places I'd like to see her go. So yes, mm-hmm. hands down, the Connors. Dave, you're up. Okay. The only music you ever hear for the rest of your life is a song from TV. Would you rather that song be Lisa, It's Your Birthday, as sung by Bart Simpson and a big fat mental patient that's not Mar- Michael Jackson, or Misbehaving from the Righteous Gemstones? Oh. <laughs> is misbehaving too catchy? Like, is it so catchy it will rewire your brain and you won't mm-hmm. be able to think of anything else? That's the only danger I could think of, because if I was given the choice right now, you could listen to one of those. It would obviously be misbehaving because the mm-hmm. Lisa song is uh, terrible and annoying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my only fear. So I'm going to believe in the restorative power of faith. God will protect me from going mad from listening to misbehave. I mean, it is a Christian song, so it would stand to reason. Right. Yes. Yeah, that is my All final right. answer. Okay, uh, my first question is for Dave, and uh, great minds think alike, and so do mine and Tara's, because it is a somewhat similar proposition to Tara's. So, Dave, here's the deal. Your dentist is going with a TV-themed practice. <laughs> Literally, TV themes play while you're lying there with your paper bib on as answering questions. I, eh. <laughs> Bad news is it's one theme per patient, and it just plays over and over again <laughs> okay. for, for the duration of the appointment and your hygienist is painstaking. Would you rather endure (laughs) the Seinfeld theme on a loop during your appointment or the Nightman theme? Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. For some reason, I thought that was going to be the Muppet Show with, like, Dr. Teeth or whatever his name. Oh, boy. Okay, Nightman theme. Now, does the Nightman theme also feature the narration that is over the theme at the beginning of the <laughs> show, or is it just the the instrumental part of it? Uh, I had in my head it was the narration, but okay. if you need to tweak it for your own choosing purposes, right. I understand. Well, you're well, you're the the god of this universe, so the arbiter. Okay, with narration. All right, so with the narration and the Seidfeld theme, isn't it really short? Well, it's just really the baseline. Right, because there's not really a theme. Like, there's not really an opening credits or anything like that. It's just, like, back when you had um, him still doing stand-up, it was just that little bit at the end, right? Kind well, of. And the vocal popping, like, ba 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 There is a, I mean, there is a full, quote-unquote, version that was on my, like, big CD of TV themes. Oh, I but... suppose it's bedded under his stand-up routine, so I guess that's the yeah. whole theme. Okay, so we're talking about a minute long there. All right, um... Average dental visit, hour, hour and 15 minutes. Talking about 75 Seinfelds, probably about 60 Nightmans. <laughs> I feel Nights like Van. Seinfeld would be less. Um, I think the dentist would handle Seinfeld better without the narrate, narration. I think that might be distracting. So for the sake of my teeth, I'm going to go Seinfeld. Okay. Although I'd rather hear Nightman. But I'm going to go Seinfeld okay. just because I don't want to get out there with lacerations inside my mouth. To Tara, uh, your very favorite inside your locker door actor whom you hope and pray never becomes problematic. John Hamm, Baron Holtz, I'm not, I'm not going to pick for you. Mm-hmm. Has revealed that he is allied with unacceptable beliefs. He's not mm-hmm. fatally problematic, i.e. is not a rapist, but it's not good. Mm-hmm. So would you rather... 
Hammond holds, be a Scientologist or an anti-vaxxer? Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I thought on these, y'all. Ooh, boy. I mean, it's tough because in a sense, if you're a Scientologist, you're sort of only hurting yourself versus an anti-vaxxer in which you're like actually endangering public health. But <laughs> yeah, at the same time, I mean, Scientology is insidious too. And if you're still in it at this late date, like there's something worse that you're covering up or helping they will help you cover up. Mm. Oh, oh boy, that is Oh my god! I I have to say Scientologist just because I think it's more likely that someone would leave that lifestyle than anti-vaxxers. I feel Mm. like they dig their heels in more. So just dig in in the in the hope that they might, in a Leah Remini kind of way, see the light. Mm. I'll say Scientology, but that is really fucking hard. (laughs) Good one. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks and sorry. Okay, and on conclusion for Mark, you must choose one and only one of these pre-Briscoe types of Law and Order episode to watch for the rest of your life. Oh God! Would okay. you rather confine yourself to only Zunzasodes oh. or only Soretasodes? Okay, Max or Big Daddy. This is a this is a painful because. Esipatha Merkerson and Jerry Orbach show up in those early seasons, and I would just be reminded of what I've lost. <laughs> However, the Soretta season has the episode where the woman forces her daughter to do porn, and then she tries to commit suicide while she's backstage at her college play. And that at the end, the wife, the mother is like, she was my life. And Ben Stone whips around and says, no, ma'am, she was your daughter. She had her own <laughs> life. And because I can still quote that at length, clearly I have something to gain from the Soretis Odes. I choose them. Mm, okay. AMC Network's Sundance Now is a premium streaming video service offering a rich selection of prestige dramas, heart-stopping thrillers, and gripping true crime series from around the world. Sundance Now believes that life is more enriching when experienced through perspectives that differ from our own. Why is Sundance Now so awesome? Sundance Now's catalog includes award-winning original content, international exclusives, and hard-to-find properties at a fair price. You get premium content and no commercials for as low as $4.99 a month with an annual membership. And you can enjoy it anywhere. Sundance Now works on all your favorite devices. Download the app or watch online on Apple and Android devices, Amazon Fire TV, Google Chromecast, Roku, and more. My favorite aspect of Sundance Now is their documentary library. Pop culture investigations like The Cult of J.T. Leroy, The Pussy Riot Doc, and that must-see for Project Runway fans, Bill Cunningham, New York. But the catalog is impressively deep on the true crime front, too. There are lots of films I've covered for my true crime newsletter, but just as many I haven't had a chance to watch yet, and I had to force myself not to start Valentine Road instead of recording this ad, so... Let's get to that promo code so that I can get back to the film, and you can join me free for 30 days. Start streaming your next obsession. To try Sundance Now free for 30 days, go to SundanceNow.com and use promo code EHG. That's S-U-N-D-A-N-C-E-N-O-W 
ehg.com and use promo code EHG for 30 days of free streaming. Thanks, Sundance Now. David T. Cole. Yes. I'm interested to know, would you rather be a contestant on MTV's Remote Control or Nickelodeon's Double Dare? Okay, so now my Canadianness is going to shine through because I know those are like teenage. I worry that this might happen. Okay. Okay, double, wait, uh, Double Dare, is that the obstacle course one? Yes, and you like pour goop on each other and you With jump the slime. through. Right, yeah. okay, and then, sorry, what was the other one? MTV's Remote Control was a game show where you sat in a big Barca lounger and answered questions about pop music and music videos. And then most of the time, your answer would re- result in them dropping like piles of snacks on you that you could eat during the course of the show. Also, there was Adam Sandler, but it wasn't intrusive. And Dweezil Zappa. Is that the one with Jenny McCarthy? No, that's singled out. Oh, okay. Um, I am very bad at music trivia. I, I am. I, I have like three bands of performers that I really like, and that's it. And then I don't know anything about anything else. So I would be really bad at that show. It would be very sad because I would not get any snacks to eat during that show. On the other hand, over the past year, I have broken my shoulder roller derby and i broke my kneecap playing floor hockey so thank you for bringing that up and saving me the trouble i don't really know if i am currently fit enough to do an obstacle course um i don't know how thick that slime is is it like a forgiving slime am i going to slip on it and hurt myself or i'm going to slip on it and it's going to be a nice soft landing I'd rather embarrass myself getting hurt than embarrass myself just sucking at something so bad. Wow. I'm the bottom wow. of the barrel. And I think if I did hurt myself on Double Dare, that I could sue MTV somehow. Figure out somebody <laughs> to get some money out of them. So Double Dare would be my answer. Wow. Right. Thank you. Thank you for your thoughtful response, even though you don't really know either show. That speaks well of your character. <laughs> it will be noted in your permanent record. <laughs> Uh, Tara. Yes. I enjoyed uh, thinking of this because I'm not sure I even know how I would answer. Maybe I do. Okay. It doesn't matter. Would you rather be a judge for RuPaul's Drag Race or Project Runway? That's tough. I do enjoy the, um, the quips that are clearly written for the celebrity guests to, um, <laughs> to say. Obviously, yes. they are not coming up with those on the fly. And, you know, I enjoy a good pun. I'm, I'm only human. But um, I would be very wary of my ability to enter a queer space like that and not embarrass myself completely <laughs> accidentally, even if I went in with all of the good spirit in the world, I would be very nervous about putting a foot wrong because, you know, that does happen with judges, Shania Twain. Oof. I don't need to get Shania Twain over here, oh. you know? Um, so I would say Project Runway. I just feel like I'm better able as a person who wears clothes to uh, judge them, especially if I got to go up close and look because I think that mm. part would be fun. So you could be mm-hmm. like, oh, this is just glued together, which I'm sure happens more than we ever see on the show. So yeah, Project Runway for sure. And you'll let Shania Twain be the only Canadian to shame herself as a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race. Exactly. (laughs) Only takes one. Sarah, I have a question. Would you rather host an informational series about the bourbons of the world 
or the unsung heroes of Major League Baseball? Oh my god! I should clarify god that you, you. I should clarify that you do get to taste the bourbons on your bourbon show. Uh, okay. Do I get to taste the unsung heroes? As well? <laughs> um, um, within reason, yes. <laughs> yes, within you know gu- guidelines, um, network guidelines. I hmm, this. I mean, my, two of my great loves. Um, I I think I'm going to do unsung heroes. Mm. Mm-hmm. of baseball because i can probably work some bourbon facts <laughs> in around the edges there especially about some um heroes who are unsung because uh substance abuse robbed them of their careers um and just on general principles like can fit bourbon facts in anywhere um vice versa i'm not sure is true and i feel like the potential for um viewer mansplaining contact is actually lower with baseball so Mm. that's where i'm at with that good question though oh thank you all right that is it right for our panel one so let's move on to our user would you rathers and mark will be reading to me and that will start the chain all right so dave stephanie asks would you rather only ever watch the littlest hobo or gi joe Ooh, Little as Hobo or G.I. Joe? Both very formulaic. Uh, <laughs> both featured dogs, but one more so. Only one featured Cold Slither. Only <laughs> one featured Cold Slither, although I would not doubt that there was a Cobra somewhere during the Little as Hobo run. Um, oh, man. So Little as Hobo is like retro kitsch. And G.I. Joe is just dumb fun. I guess it's kind of retro, but not the same way. Um, I think there's more going on in G.I. If you could only watch that, there's more to track in G.I. Joe because it's like created to create toys. So like every time there's new characters and new toys and like new ships and tanks and stuff like that. So at least you have different things to sort of look out for. I'm sort of like making my choice based on like how I maintain my sanity more so than what I think would be baseline more entertaining. Cause that's kind of a wash, I think. Mm-hmm. So I think in the end, I'm going to go GI Joe, even though like littlest hobo has a more special place in my heart. I think GI Joe would be easier to deal with, um, as okay. a magnum opus. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read to Tara. Now this one comes from Brendan Brazo, the Brazier. Mm-hmm. Would you rather watch a random Simpsons episode from season 13 or higher every time you turn on the TV oh. or have to watch three random Simpsons episodes from season eight or lower every time you turn on the TV? On the TV. Oh, eight or lower. That's easy. I mean, when originally I thought you said just just seasons 13 and I was like, well, that's not so far outside of the good years. Like, I think we were still watching it then. We don't rewatch those seasons that year, certainly. But you know, there's there's probably a few that are like kind of on the line of passable, but if it could be something from like last year, no thank you. Oof, <laughs> so yeah. yes, definitely eight and under. So you'd watch three episodes. You you delay your TV watching by about an hour rather than twenty yeah. minutes. Okay. 
I mean, I, as, I assuming that I can't like I can't defensively sleep through the old episode. No, I mean, the new eyes, episode. We're totally clockwork oranging your eyes during this. Okay, yeah, then then for sure the the, the ones from the defensively sleeping. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right, Sarah. This yep. comes from a gentleman named Daniel McEckern. Um, he wants to know: Would you rather? have live studio audience reactions added to The Sopranos forever and offers an example. AJ goes, what, no fucking ZD now? And the audience goes, ooh. Or or have to watch and write thousand word recaps of the entire series run of Two and a Half Men. Two and a Half Men. (laughs) Eventually it's over. Yeah. You're right. Because if you choose the other one, you're ruining it for everybody. It's not just for you. It's added to the show forever. But if the Sopranos are like laugh tracked forever, fuck that. How many places do you think they could fit in? And oh, lots. It doesn't have to fit. It just has to go like it could could be a diabolical McEachern. Okay, Mark, get ready. Your first Mm. question is from the Brazier as well. <clears throat> would you rather the only streaming TV shows you can watch are on the road and track on demand service <laughs> or the only streaming TV shows you can watch are zero star rated shows on Hulu? <laughs> <laughs> so you got some road and track or you got some shite. You know what? I think I'm going to have to choose the zero star shows on Hulu yeah. because at least there would be some sort of genre diversity there. Yep. And yeah. I've watched enough of those shitty monthly horror movies on Hulu to know that I can still get through that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. Good question, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, very. Uh, are we back to Dave? Yes, we are. You're up. Adam. Adam Grossworth. You've perhaps heard of him. I have. He would like to know, Dave, would you rather be stuck on a malfunctioning holodeck with data or be trapped in Quark's bar with Quark? <laughs> um, well, the problem with a malfunctioning holodeck is that it often actually can hurt you through methods <laughs> because of tachyons or something. Uh, whenever that holodeck does malfunctions, like when Moriarty comes, um, you could actually die in it. So that's bad. Um, but is being stuck in Quark's bar worse? I mean, when you look at it from the overall, would you rather be in danger on the Enterprise or in boredom on Deep Space Nine where you can't really go anywhere else? Deep Space Nine is sort of like living in the boonies, right? Where <laughs> mm-hmm. like you may have enough that you can get by day to day, but if you want to escape, there's like you have to like plan a week in advance to get out of there. Whereas Enterprise is big enough, that's lots of shit going on, and it can fly to where you need to go. You want to go to Rigel for a, you know, Rigel Four or whatever it is for your vacation? Fine, we'll drop you off or take a shuttle. I think I would risk the holodeck, much in the same way that um, you know you may get a house near the power plant or something like that, just because it's near where you want to live. But you you might get cancer when you're 82, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go holodeck and just hope. That uh, it doesn't malfunction. Tara. Yep. Stephanie asks, would you rather be a midwife in the 1950s and 60s East End of London? Right. Or 
work at the Peach Pit during the time of the original run of Beverly Hills 90210. (laughs) Well, in both of those jobs, you got schmutz up to your elbows. So that's a consideration for sure. Um, I think I would rather be responsible for delivering mega burgers than <laughs> delivering babies. No one is probably going to die at the peach pit other than maybe Nat. Even he survived. So I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say peach pit <laughs> for sure. Wow. Yeah. I'd have gone babies. Really? Oh. That surprises yeah. me. This is for Sarah. This is from Michelle Mushnick. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Probably not. Sorry, Michelle. She writes, law and order defense attorney, Kelly Taylor or Brandon Walsh. And I assume she means one of those characters is in the show, not that you have to choose one of them to defend you on law and order if you were a character. So I have to choose one to become a law and order defense attorney? Yes. Um, That's hard. Well, we've seen how Brandon can defend himself in that whatever shenanigans hearing mm-hmm. with professor Corey, mm-hmm. um it was infuriating mm-hmm. but it was riveting um in the sense that you wanted to kick him to death but like kelly is also pretty hateful it depends on which kelly actually yeah like early seasons kelly hmm it doesn't specify so you, you know hmm hmm <laughs> You know what? I'm going to, I thought it would be Brandon because he would be hateful, but A, he would probably lose because the show's not about him and B, it's at least interesting, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to go with early seasons Kelly, like pre-college Kelly Mm -hmm. Taylor. Yeah. Brandon, don't be such a squeef. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. I I won't. (laughs) All right, Mark. This question comes from Stephanie. Would you rather be the host of a popular game show? Or be the player on said show with the most wins in the history of the show? Host. Hands down. No question. It's perpetual. You get to develop a long-time relationship with an audience. And if you do it long enough, you eventually make more money. Mm. Yeah. That's true. Agree. Boom. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Um, Okay, Dave. This question comes from Andrea. Would you rather compete on Nailed It, knowing you're mostly expected to fail, or on Great British Bake Off, hoping you could win? (laughs) Oh, well, this is easy because my baking skills are nil. So it's going to be Nailed (laughs) It just because I will meet expectations there or perhaps exceed them um, with my soup of flour and water, wondering why nothing worked. (laughs) I made glue. Tara, this is from Don from Canada. He asks, would you rather a multi-episode guest appearance from Megan Follows on Anne with an E or the discovery of a never-before-seen second season of Freaks and Geeks? Ooh. Hmm. Well, I mean, I feel like the Anne with an E one is probably going to happen eventually, regardless of what I would rather, and that's (laughs) fine. I would be happy to see that if and when it happens. So I'm going to say Freaks and Geeks because... It would be, it would be a greater gift to the world. If that, <laughs> I was going to say, mm. and I mean, you know, and uh, Megan follows on Anne with an E. And for those who don't know, Anne of Green, Anne of Anne with an E is the current Netflix adaptation and CBC of the books Anne of Green Gables. And Megan follows 
played Anne Green Gables in a an adaptation that was on CBC in the eighties. So that would be that's that's the background for this one. So that's also why I think she'll probably do it eventually because she's mm. still alive. She still lives in Canada, as far as I know, and you know she's around. She did Rain. I'm sure she would do that. So <laughs> freaks and geeks, because we don't know what that would be. Yeah, mm. agree. Sarah. Yeah. This question comes from Adam Grossworth. Would you rather spend an eternity with a TV cop's wife who's worried all the time or spend an eternity with Olivia Benson's kid? (laughs) Ooh, dagger to the heart. Adam Grossworth, please come over here. I have something to tell you. (laughs) And that is that you're evil. So an eternity with a cop's wife who's worried all the time or Olivia Benson's kid. I believe his name is Noah. It's screamed often. I don't watch the show anymore, but I actually, and he stays a kid, I assume. This is all the information I have. I mean, if it's eternity. So, you know, if you're not aging, presumably he's not aging. Okay. I think actually Noah is um, like in the abstract, not that much of a shit burger, but um, right. he's receiving really inconsistent parenting. Well, sure. Let's just leave it there. Mm-hmm. Um. I suspect Mariska Hargitay is like a jillion times the parent her character is. And I don't know why they do that to her Yeah, in the writer's room, given that she's an executive producer. But I think like Noah is, you know, sentient. He's now he's a toddler. Um, Cop's wife. I don't know. Like how many... How many times can you be like, you signed up for this, shut the fuck up. So, well, and, uh, and the other question is like, she's going to be one note, right? If she's worried all the time, it's just, it's just going to be the same story. Whereas a, a kid at least is going to do different kinds of things. Yeah. Know? And he will be away from the mother who is both super overprotective and treats him like she's weekend dad, which is weird. Yeah. So I'm going to go Noah. Yeah. Maura Carney somewhere has um, preparing to release the hounds and I get it, but... I I feel I've made my rationale clear. Mm -hmm. And over time, he would evolve in terms of his personality might improve or deepen, whereas Worrywart would never have that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And also, if it's eternity, like, presumably, like, he can't be killed. So I can just sort of not keep that close of an eye on him at crosswalks and shit. Like, it's probably fine. Okay, but if it's if it's eternal, he's going to become one of those creepy know-it-all kids, right? Oh, eventually. (laughs) So you have to factor in that. Yeah. But so will Sarah, so they'll get along. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know about Sarah. I can't speak. I can't vouch for her. Don't know her, can't <laughs> vouch for her. Continuing with questions from Adam Grossworth, he of the Equalizer Challenge. Uh, Mark, would you rather um, be a, is it, if it's, if it's the person, is it dramaturg or dramaturge? Dramaturg. Hard G. Okay. Would you yeah. rather be a hard G dramaturg on Kevin's off-Broadway play on This Is Us <laughs> or be a dramaturg for Just Jack 2000 on Will and Grace? Hmm. Well, I've never watched Will and Grace, so I only have the vaguest sense of what that might be. Uh, and I watched This Is Us long enough to know that Kevin sucks yeah i finally gave up on that show when he was crying to sylvester stallone and i was Mm -hmm. like i can't do this anymore yeah that's about where i elected to leave as well (laughs) 
this is but, not us anymore. Yeah. But Jack, I know enough about that show. I think I've seen maybe two episodes in my lifetime, but I know enough to know that Jack is pretty flamboyant and fun and seems sassy. So absolutely. I would choose to be the dramaturg of whatever just Jack 2000 proves to be. Yeah. It's a good choice. All right. Good. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you for your support. Uh, Dave, Amy M. asks, would you rather be forced to watch a TV show with a constant soundtrack of experimental jazz music <laughs> or, or a, quote, angelic children's choir? <laughs> I'm just trying to think if, like, form follows function kind of thing. Like, if I choose jazz, that means, like, I'm going to get a certain type of show, but if I choose, like, right. an angelic choirs, that means I'm going to get either a show about kids dying or crazy serial killer, or it's going to be a sword and sandals show. Like, there's so many things a choir mm-hmm. can be. Yeah. Yeah. They'll always be doing ironic child's children's choir versions of, like, nothing but a G thing or something. <laughs> right. Boy, I hate jazz, so even though that choir thing sounds terrible... Um, at least it has the benefit of probably being more flexible and having more genre options. And it's not jazz. And as we all know, <laughs> jazz is the worst thing ever. So children's choir. <laughs> this is also from uh, Andrea. Um, she asks you, Tara, yep. would you rather, this is a great one. Would you rather write a tongue in cheek defense of under the dome that people read as sincere and that ultimately <laughs> after a resurgence of interest in the show leads to a reboot <laughs> or write an in-depth pro- profile of Joel Kinnaman forcing you to revisit his entire filmography? Oh, oh, oh. oh boy. All right. Well, here's here are my first thoughts. In the case of the Under the Dome, I mean, it, you know, it could it could surge in interest and it could come back, and I, that n- wouldn't necessarily affect me personally at all. Because the benefit of being a freelancer is I don't have to write about anything I don't care about. <laughs> but on the other hand, a Joel Kinnaman profile, if it's that in depth, I mean, let's assume this is for like a print magazine. If Vanity Fair is coming calling, sending me to go and do this interview, like that's mad bucks that they pay well. But maybe the under the, the dome one too. So let's leave, let's leave finances aside. Let's pretend they both pay the same. Uh, under the dome. <laughs> I don't want to watch Joel Kinnaman's filmography. That sounds terrible. Well, the other and about- defending under the dome doesn't actually require me to watch it at all. I could be making shit up and no one would necessarily know. Plus, he does a lot of TV, and that's just a lot. It's a big time commitment. So yeah, I mean, it's only even if I did rewatch the whole thing, it's only three seasons, right? Like Joel Kinnaman is boring forever. Yeah, kick rocks, Kinnaman. Yep. So uh, under the <laughs> also it leads wow, to a reboot. One. So what if the reboot is actually like really good? Like they take this shit, right? You know, first take, and then they really right knock yeah. it out of the park. Um, yeah. I also have the first sentence of your Joel Kinnaman uh, story. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We sit in this posh L.A. bistro. Joel Kinnaman staring at his bowl of cold oatmeal. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> This is also from Andrea Sarah. Would you rather go on trial for a crime you didn't commit with evidence collected by the Brooklyn Nine-Nine squad or by the Blue Bloods detectives? (sighs) 
I feel like having seen enough of both shows that Brooklyn Nine Nine is actually slightly more competent in terms of say. case closures. <laughs> they found out who was making the giggle pig after yeah. all. Yeah. And uh, everybody in their universe really knows how to elbow crawl through a living room. So, mm-hmm. I mean, at least that would be fun. Yeah. I mean, on the other hand, Blue Bloods, they invite me over for dinner. The house is right there. <laughs> Just kidding. It's its probably never Blue Bloods. So I'm going to say Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I think yeah. they actually are pretty good cops despite the comedy. So Right. Last one from Andrea, I believe. Mark, would you mm. rather live slash survive for a week in Oswald State Penitentiary, the prison from Oz? or compete in two episodes worth of challenges from MTV's The Challenge? Well, I've never watched either one of those shows. So, I know that Oz is a show that involves a lot of uh, sexual assault in prison, and I'm assuming that The Challenge doesn't, so I choose The Challenge. I should Mm. say, there's also consensual sex in prison as well. Sure. With Christopher Maloney. Mm-hmm. So I know what I'm picking. Because on the challenge, they make eat, they make eat bull testicles. Eh-eh. But wait, so what? Tell me again what happens. Am I read read the Oz part of the clue again? Live slash survive for a week in Oz. Oh, the prison a week. From Oz, or compete in oh. two episodes worth of challenges from MTV's The Challenge. I don't know though. I just feel like I'm the kind of guy who would get shanked in prison. I'm just too yeah, emotionally confirmed. available. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm t- <laughs> Thanks, Tara. I don't read in any way as hard or menacing, so I'm going to have to go for the challenge because I'm not going to be the one who's making out with Chris Maloney. I'm going to be the one that J.K. Simmons is like kicking. So no, no, <laughs> kicking if you're lucky. Kicking in air quotes. Uh-huh. See, exactly. Whatever that's supposed to mean, I don't want to know. So, the challenge. It means you're getting a swastika carved in your ass. Oh, oh. see, I don't want that. I would rather eat a bull testicle. The protein is relevant. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Who does? I got to update my Christmas list. <laughs> like, cancel the order quickly. Um, so now it is time for the return of Danny McEckern. Dave, he would like to know, it's very high concept, this one. Would you rather have to re-enter your 100 character passwords every time you use a different streaming service, no <laughs> thumbprint ID, okay. or watch a 60-second <laughs> ad scored to yakety sacks? Before every episode of TV that you watch. How is that a bad thing? Oh my god, 60 seconds of yakety sacks every time I open up a streaming video? No question. First of all, it's going to take longer than 60 seconds to put in a 100-word password. Like, I'm assuming this means, like, I don't have... uh, If I don't have a thumbprint, I also don't have, like, access to one password or a password manager to automatically fill it. 100 characters. It's going to take minutes to do it, and you know you're going to do it wrong a couple times. Because, you know... Those hundred character passwords got ampersands and dollar signs and lowercase and uppercase and symbols and all that kind of stuff in it. So not only is Yakety Sack shorter, and by the way, I'm going to edit this so Yakety Sacks is playing during this whole uh, one. <laughs> yes. Uh, Thank God. That music you're hearing is fantastic, and I would love to hear it for a minute. Also, it's saving me time. This is a no-brainer Yakety Sacks. 
Yeah, it would be like an impetus to open up a streaming app if you knew you got 60 seconds of Yakety Sax. Yeah. I, look, I, I, when we hang up, I got to go watch the second episode of The Mandalorian. I open that up, and for a minute, I got Yakety Sax. It's going to put me in the mood. Oh, <laughs> 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 ah, yes. All right, Tara. Mickey yep. Tiki Tabby asks, would you rather for one full year have to watch all the current daytime soaps every day or mm-hmm. watch no TV at all? Oh, oh I mean, it's never going to be no TV. Come on. Let's let's use our heads here. There aren't Mickey. all that many daytime soaps left either. So. No, there's about to be one less, apparently, that everyone just on Days of Our Lives just got released from their contracts. So, you know. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So that's easy. Even if that means like daytime soaps from other countries, like whatever, it's, it's fine. I mean, I guess yeah. within reason, because, you know, assuming it's not more hours than they, I would be awake. I mean, I can never watch no TV. Let's 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 be real. So you soaps. would wither and die. I wouldn't be happy about it, but it's the price of doing business. Yeah. Business mm. being watching TV. Sarah, this is from Amy M. Would you rather have Lenny Briscoe trying to solve your murder or Jack McCoy prosecuting your killer. <laughs> in either case, you're dead. <laughs> what will bring you the most peace in the afterlife? Um, well, presumably that means that Detective Briscoe is doing one of his, uh, you know, pre-credits jokes. Uh-huh. Right. Um, Briscoe. Yeah. And you know you're going to be murdered with a baseball bat and it's going to be a bunting joke, just so you know. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. Yep. Yeah. One can only For hope. Sure. We're strangled <laughs> with, like, some flag bunting or something. Yeah. yeah. Wow. A series <laughs> of very easy questions all of a sudden. Like, very easy mm-hmm. yeah. choices. Okay. Well, here's another one from Amy M. And I, this is actually hard for me, but Mark, mm. would you rather have to watch TV in black and white for the rest of your life or only on your phone for the rest of your life? Mm. Oh, I think it's easy. I, black and white. Mm-hmm. I, I hate watching TV on my phone. I, enough that I would rather... If it were the choice between only watch TV on my phone and never watch TV again, I would choose never watch TV again. So definitely I choose watching it in black and white. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So now we have a question from Martin. This one, this one is good. Martin wants to know, Dave, would you rather have all TV shows, title cards, and credits be in Comic Sans, <laughs> or have every letter in a show title be in a different font? Oh, <laughs> now wear this. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Martin knows me. So title cards in Comic Sans... Or title cards with um, sort of a ransom note kind of vibe to them. Yeah, yes. yes. Right. Um, there's actually one that's that Loki show that's coming to Disney Plus. They do that. Yeah. Every oh. everything is in a different, not like cut out of newspapers, but different style of lettering. It, it fits. Um, I think the Comic Sans would definitely annoy me more. Yeah. Did he say a random selection of fonts for the second one? Uh, it just says a d- every it's letter different. in show titles is a different font. Because I think you can do every letter in a different font, curate it, and make it look great. Mm. I've seen it. You can do it. You can't make Comic Sans look good or appropriate 
for anything but like veggie tales or something like that. <laughs> Bubble people, guppies. Uh, different fonts for every letter would definitely be my choice. Thank you, Martin. Yeah. Guess who's back is Dan McEachern. Oh. And this is the one friend's question for you, Tara. Okay. I managed to uh, cut out all dubber messing questions for you. And leave in one friend's question. Would you rather never again watch any of Friends Thanksgiving episodes Mm -hmm. or never again watch the one where everybody finds out? Well, Danny, first of all, that's not my favorite episode. Of course, we all know canonically it is the one with all the with the embryos. But that is the second best episode. Um, I think I would trade all the Thanksgiving ones. I feel like I don't really see them very much in the rotation as it is. Uh, So. That's an easy one. Although there are there are a couple of funny ones. The Brad Pitt one is funny. The one with the base the with the football game is good. But the the one where everybody finds out is superior to any of the Thanksgiving episodes. So that's an easy one. Which for one me, is that? I, I mean, obviously it's the one where everybody finds out. But it's the one us. where um, Phoebe Phoebe and Rachel find out that Monica and Chandler are fucking. Oh, I'm very bendy. Is that that one? Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm. Got it. It was a it was a Mark one uh, canon submission by Pam, if yeah. I recall correctly. Yeah. Sarah, the brassiere is back, and he wants to know, would you rather have every TV show you watch contain a laugh track, regardless if it ever had one, or only watch TV shows with no audio and Spanish subtitles? (laughs) Spanish subtitles. Wow. I didn't realize your Spanish was that good. It it will be. (laughs) I just can't. Like, that you can't escape it? No. I mean, no audio would be tough, I guess. But again, when I'm in the foils at the salon, I'm watching things like with with no audio and subtitles. Mm-hmm. And that's true. You would learn. Like if you had a little Spanish, it would just get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd eventually become bilingual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we take this moment to put a thought out into the world, which is like every office, dental, doctor, DMV, I don't know, anything with uh, a waiting room and a TV, please turn on the captions. Yeah. Yes. And turn off the sound. Fuck. Yes. It's always so loud. Don't yep. bother putting it up because it's useless unless mm-hmm. you could read lips. Okay, Mark. Mm. It's the return of Mickey Ticky Tabby. Would you rather have a Broadway musical made from RuPaul's Drag Race or The Americans? Oh, shit. Oh, sh- oh, oh, this is a good question. Because I feel like the musical of the Americans would be at a really cool venue, like St. Anne's Warehouse in Brooklyn or something. It would be (laughs) experimental. It would be written by like, you know, like a fat boy slim maybe would write it or um, with the hit song, The Secret of Wheat. (laughs) Exactly. And then, you know, you could have a whole song for their, their shitty son who's like, what am I doing here? I suddenly got really good at math. Um, I am choosing to believe that both musicals are going to be good. And because the route to the Americans musical is less obvious, I want to see that. Because RuPaul's Drag Race has enough of a musical theater quality to it already. Mm-hmm. And I want to see how the Americans translates into a form that doesn't seem to suit it. Mm-hmm. Agree. Yeah. Also, I think if you could have one property that would rival the amount of costume changes you would have in a RuPaul production, it would be the mm-hmm. Americans with all this. That's so right. <laughs> so many oh my wigs. God. Yep. And can we also just take a moment to assume that 
the Margot Martindale character gets a really amazing solo. Okay, so Don from Canada is back. And Dave, he wants to know, would you rather there be a second season of Clone High or one final great season of Futurama? Oh, God, Clone High, easy, because they've had multiple chances at one last great season <laughs> of Futurama, like six or so by my count. It's ridiculous. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And they, they never recaptured what they had in the first couple seasons of, of his nope. original run. So even though I suppose this would you rather sort of assumes that they could capture that magic again, I think actually the godlike properties of would you rather would actually be stymied by a <laughs> Futurama reboot and actually wouldn't be that good. Yeah. The movie they did or the, like, you know, the movie chopped up <laughs> the season after that. Um, yep. <laughs> so, um, I've already forgotten what the other one was cause I'm so down Clone on Futurama. A second season of Clone High. Oh yeah. Clone High. Yeah. Clone High was great. We left on a, we, we left it on a cliffhanger. You know, everybody wants to know what happened after the frozen, uh, prom shtick. So, uh, yeah. Clone High. Absolutely. Easy choice. Yeah. Behold the soothing power of this enchanted sweater vest. Behold it. All right, Tara. Yep. <laughs> Martin's back and he wants to know <laughs> this is great this is the kind of shit I was hoping for 100% mm-hmm. after they eat a really messy meal lick off food mm-hmm. off Hitchcock and Scully's faces from Brooklyn Nine-Nine yeah or, or- they lick food off yours <laughs> <laughs> oh boy I mean here's the problem they're filthy right so either I'm licking up grime that's under the food or their horrible breath is like coming at me but let me say this Tara before you make your decision they eat the same kind of foods you like oh that's true yeah that's true also there's two of them so if they're licking you it's probably over quickly yeah I mean, I can just keep my mouth closed and endure it. Like, I have a very licky dog named Murray, and so I already know what that's like. So (laughs) I would just try not to breathe and close my mouth real tight and um and and let let them lick food off. <laughs> do you think that while think they're doing the it, way to do it while they're doing it are they making little sounds? Oh, oh yeah. Mark. Probably. We almost got through this. Let's move on from this to something less disgusting. Mickey Ticky Tavi Sarah would like to know, mm-hmm. would you rather own the entire wardrobe of Downton Abbey or the entire wardrobe of Beverly Hills 90210? Downton Abbey. Thank mm. you. Yes. The hats. I mean, I assume we're including accessories and I never have to work again if I have a couple of those tiaras. So yeah. Downton. Uh, Great point. Yeah. And you could also get, you would also be able to acquire Sarah Bunting's clothing. Yeah. Right. I would have to have it let out like a mile because she's a foot <laughs> shorter than me, but sure. <laughs> she had some cute hats. Mm-hmm. Mark. Daniel McEachern has returned to ask, would you rather watch all TV at 1.25 times normal speed or every time you do watch an episode of TV, a five minute segment is missing, randomly timed, could be the first five minutes, somewhere in the middle or the last five minutes. So you got to watch it faster or you got to watch it with a gap and you don't know where the gap's going to be. I am someone who loses my mind if my husband and I are watching something and he feels that we can stop and finish it tomorrow, 
Like, I, I, it, it, he does this more than I care to acknowledge here in a public forum. Uh, and it makes me crazy because I just need to see the end of the narrative before we stop. So the idea that I could conceivably be missing the end of something and never get it back would make me lose my mind. So I would rather get the whole thing a little fast and just assume mm-hmm. that everyone speaks in that chipmunky way. I mean, 1.25 is not even that fast. Like some syndicated shows are sped up so that they can put more commercials in. And I think Law that might be 1.25 anyway. You get yeah. used to it. The like crazy fast theme. Yeah, it's, true. It. it's fine. Yep. Oh, so, but still a good, uh, nice to help me clarify my own position. Thank you, <laughs> Dan, Danny. Um, Dave, we have another question from Michelle Mushnick. Again, apologies if that's not correctly pronounced. Would you rather have every show that you watch contain J.J. Abrams' lens flare or have every show that you watch contain Joel Kinnaman? Oh, lens, lens flare. Oh, my God, that's easy. I mean, lens flare, it doesn't annoy me as much as like some people pretend it annoys them. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's also toned it down the older he gets, the more he does. So I feel like if this were to happen in present day, it wouldn't be super bad. Um, but also it would not be even nearly as distracting as destructive as Joel. <laughs> Cold old meal in a trench coat, Kinnaman. We're talking Kinnaman in the garbage chute. all right mickey mickey tiki tavi is back for tara would you rather be a contestant on hollywood game night or be a relationship expert on married at first sight (laughs) oh that's so easy (laughs) married at Um, first sight just kidding uh i mean you like the problem with hollywood game night is you might get paired with someone who's dumb or bad or drunk or all of the above and then they fuck you and then you don't get the money so you would definitely get paid more for a season of married at first sight and and you know i was a relationship expert on married at first sight i had a podcast all about it for two whole seasons and i still <laughs> consider myself a relationship expert and by the way an expert on the real ex- the relationship experts including the one who waited until one of the seasons was done and then started dating one of the guys that got divorced that she Barf. had set up in the first place which is a gross gross breach of ethics she's it's not on the gross. show anymore but i digress uh, married at first sight for sure in fact call me like i'm ready to go tomorrow <laughs> do it call her. i have a bag packed at you need her all times <laughs> all right we got another great one for you from from martin sarah oh no would you rather watch a 20 hour ken burns documentary on raisins straight with no breaks or eat a raisin muffin once every hour for 20 hours straight oh Oh, boy. This question killed Sarah. Sarah's dead. Good job, Martin. <laughs> I know. Um, avenge me. Uh, I th- no break. So 20 hours, I can't pee. Well, you could have an adult diaper. Oh, okay. Or a chamber pot. <laughs> like, you know. Come on. We're not monsters. <laughs> or just shit your pants, you know. Yeah. Going to have lots of fiber. It'll be relatively easy going. <laughs> yeah. I'll just eat like a big block of cheese. Uh-huh. And yes, documentary, because I think that there is probably much to learn about um, uh, like marketing mm-hmm. and the rise of the California raisins yeah. and I don't know, big grape. Like, I think Ken Burns could make at least some of that interesting. Yeah. 
And if I had to watch that and eat a raisin muffin and eat a single raisin muffin, I don't know. I just like at 20 raisin muffins in a row. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's like the hour of power, like a shot of beer every minute doesn't seem like a lot. And then minute 24, you're like, I wish I were dead. So yeah. <laughs> to quote uh, Professor Farnsworth from Futurama, you'll be lucky if she has any bones left. i just and the cooked raisin is the worst like if it were a box of raisins where they're still somewhat coherent in shape Mm -hmm. anyway fuck raisins and uh yes ken burns more raisins for mark who is next don from canada mark would like to know your favorite broadway musical is being turned into a not so great live tv event but still running on broadway or the show is closing for good but having an amazing live tv recreation which would you rather? Well, I am someone who doesn't typically see musicals or any theater production more than once. Sometimes, like my favorite, all-time favorite musical, I've seen three times uh, when it was on Broadway. So I would probably be less concerned that it was still... I mean, I for me, a shitty TV thing is still shitty, and then I'm probably not going to go see it again on Broadway anyway, but right. I've already seen it on Broadway. I loved it, had that experience, and now I can have a new experience that is a great television version. That would be exciting. And that's more democratic, too. That brings it to a bigger audience. Yes, and it doesn't turn people off when they watch it. It turns them on to the whole right. concept of theater. So I choose that option, which I guess means that Fun Home is coming to TV. So. <laughs> oh, my God. I would watch the shit out of that. Dave, Ellen has a good question for you. Would you rather watch The Great British Bake Off with the ancient aliens expert in place of Paul Hollywood (laughs) or watch The Great British Bake Off with Paul Hollywood as a judge who now has a tail like a monkey? Oh, boy. Okay, that's a good question. But where I thought it was going, it would be Paul Hollywood, but he's just spouting ancient aliens nonsense during (laughs) Great British Bake Off. Oh, God. I would watch any of these, honestly. Uh, Ancient aliens flavor inside of Great British Bake Off, for sure. I mean, Paul Hollywood with the tail, like, how often do we see his backside anyways? What is he going to do? Like, (laughs) instead of giving handshakes, he, like, I don't know, pats him on the head with his very (laughs) articulated tail. Like, that's not that great. I, I'm assuming we're we're talking about Mr. Tukalos when we're talking about ancient aliens guy that like we're talking about that guy, um, him being on Great British Bake Off, uh, that would be fantastic. You know, every every season there would be like the conspiracy cake kind of thing where they yep. have to do something like that. The dead alien from Alien Autopsy, that kind of stuff as as yeah. uh, as desserts. And that would be fun. There's a lot of green frosting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm imagining now when Paul Hollywood is trying to give a tail tap that the contestants have to get. They have to like basically lay on the floor so he can reach them with their tail. And everyone's kind of like, it's kind of awkward and everybody's kind of disappointed. Like, oh God, did you really like it? Shit. Okay. I mean, it's amusing to me. Or is he like Nightcrawler from the X-Men? He's just bouncing all around with his tail. Right. Back and forth. That's amazing. There are good things to both choices, but I think you've chosen strongly. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. We are back to Tara's Would You Rather. This one comes from Ellen. Would you rather... Yeah. Watch a reboot of Seventh Heaven with the all-original problematic cast members. <laughs> or yeah. watch a reboot of The Cosby Show with all the original problematic oh. cast members. Wow. Um, well. So I think she's saying a revival, not a reboot. I understand. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 
it's tough because <laughs> I mean there are sex offenders. There's a sex offender in each each cast, but in terms of pure math, there are more problematic people on Seventh Heaven, which is to say, Stephen Collins is you know a sex offender, but also Jessica Beale is an anti-vaxxer and, and very active in that community. So as bad as Bill Cosby is and very bad, I'm going to say that and just hope he dies before it actually makes it. To the <laughs> <air>. <laughs> I regret nothing. That's my choice. Smart. All right. This is also from Ellen. It's a slight twist on uh, the one that Dave just had. Would you rather watch old seasons of Project Runway with Tim Gunn magically replaced by Paul Hollywood or watch the great British Bake Off with Paul Hollywood magically replaced by Johnny Bananas? Oh, (laughs) Ellen. Oh, my God. Okay, so um, Project Runway with Paul Gunnywood. Yeah, Paul in place of Tim. Or, or bake off with bananas in place of Paul. Oh my god. This is horrible. Uh okay, well, uh, like I know that it's the fashion to despair of Paul Hollywood. I he has never bothered me. I watched the great American baking show before I even got access to British Bake Off. He was like the one that was uh, in common with that mm-hmm. the one person that overlapped i thought he was fine he was maybe trying a little too hard to be mean now that he doesn't have to do that anymore i'm fine with him however it is a very different energy from early tim gunn and as much as i was not perhaps continuing to be a fan of tim gunn in the later stages of project runway in the beginning he was a mensch and foxy and could really wear a suit but Johnny Bananas, oh my God, no. <laughs> like, I know his name is a food, whatever. Like, he would just be so weird, and he has a giant head. Like, I'm not sure it would even fit in the tent. It's mm-hmm. so giant. This pains me. But I'm going to have to say Project Runway with Paul Hollywood. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. <laughs> All right, uh, Mark, your next question comes to us from our friend Radish Cake, although she may not be our friend for too much longer because this one is brutal. Would you rather have the ability to sing so well that you get a place on a variety show singing with Dolly Parton? Oh. Or you can create a new live on NBC musical where you have complete creative control. But oh. Alec Baldwin must be slotted on the show somewhere. Hmm. I can't believe you're hesitating. But no, here's the thing. Obviously, the opportunity to sing with Dolly Parton would be amazing and Perhaps Alec Baldwin would be a bit of a drag on the production of my musical. But if I get complete creative control, I have to assume it would be good and a hit. And then I could work on it again later in a different iteration that doesn't involve Alec Baldwin and then could also possibly retire because I wrote a blockbuster musical. And you could cast Dolly Parton in that. Yes, I could. In fact, I could give her Alec Baldwin's part. And then if I sing well enough that I sing with Dolly Parton one time. Oh, no, I think you get a place. uh, I think you are cast on the variety show. Yeah, it's like Sunny and Cher, except it's Dolly and Mark. Oh, it's like Parton Ships Hayride or whatever. Oh, then (laughs) then hands down. That's what I want. I want to be on a weekly show with Dolly Parton in which every night I close the show with my special bit, which is saying, this is Mark, and this is an angel on the earth. And Dolly laughs and says, oh, you, and then the credits play. Yes, that's what I want. Done. Yeah, I thought so. 
Uh, these questions were not provided to the panel ahead of time. No, that is actually no. something that's in Mark's brain all the time, I believe. <laughs> Radish Cake listens to Mark and Sarah talk about songs. She knows. Yeah. This is what Mark says when he's talking in the shower, when he doesn't want Jimmy Fallon there laughing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't laugh at my dolly dreams. <laughs> now, that brings me to my final question for you, Dave. Yes. This is from Cat H. Mm-hmm. She asks, would you rather be forced to wear a pair of Thomas Magnum's short shorts for 30 straight days or have to fly TC's helicopter unassisted? Um, well, let me tell you something about me and helicopters in Hawaii. We, uh, me, Tara, and Pam and Pam's husband were on Kauai and we decided to take a helicopter tour of the island. I have never been so scared in my life as I was with this on this helicopter. Um, they gave us a choice before we went up. Do you want the open door or the one with the doors? I'm like, doors, please. And we got up there and I just could not enjoy it. I thought we were going to die. It was like turbulence all the time. I just felt like I was going to slip out of the seatbelt and just like slide out of the window and get chopped up by the blades. Like, if you're a nervous flyer, on Dr. Romano, it's if a I kind thing. of am, you know, even on a plane when a turbulence hit, I'm like, oh, this is it. This is it. The plane's going down. <laughs> Even if it's just like a little bump. And I was terrible as a passenger in a helicopter, never mind actually trying to fly it. So you can't fly something when you're petrified of it. So it's got to be Thomas Magnum's shorts for a whole month. And that's like, eh, whatever. I mean, hopefully it'll be summer. Um, hopefully the neighborhood gets uh acclimatized to seeing my droopy balls coming out of the uh out of the shorts because that's gonna happen didn't so. say you couldn't wear underwear all right belvedere take it easy <laughs> oh. i just want to add a little color it's my last would you rather um so yeah so we're gonna go with thomas magnum's shorty short shorts yeah. all right tara here's your last also from cat h mm-hmm. would you rather be the personal hairstylist for ian Zeering? Or Tory Spelling. So the question is really, who do I want to spend more time with? Because I was about to make a joke about Ian Zeering wearing a wig, but I don't actually think he does. I think he wears plugs. So I think that probably is his real hair. Um, but it would definitely take less time to style his hair than Tory's. However, I actually think Tory would be more fun. <laughs> I think mm. that Ian is like Agreed. a conservative. And Tori probably voted for Trump, too. Let's be real. Like, every rich person did. But I think that she would be more fun to hang out with. Uh, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say Tori. I have to ask Sarah, what would you pick if that was Tory. if that was asked of you? Definitely Tori. Yeah. Like, if it's only a one-time thing, maybe mm-hmm. Zeering, because, you know, Essex County, Union yeah. County, hang out, sure. and we just won't talk politics, and it'll be short. Because mm-hmm. all you have to do is, like, dust. Because it's plugs. Yeah. But she does seem, I mean, she's a mess. She's a train mm-hmm. wreck, but she does seem fun. And yeah, I think she would be more friendly. Like, I think it would be easier to spend that time with her than it would be with him. Yeah. All right. Sarah, here's your last question. It is from, once again from Mickey Ticky Tabby. Would you rather be the showrunner for a reboot of The Sopranos or a reboot of Felicity? <sighs> oh. Um, Felicity, because I yeah. think fewer people care and it would be yep. less pressure. Yep, that's exactly Fair. what I would do too. Yeah. <laughs> people are going to be less mad about whatever you do on Felicity than if you did anything with The Sopranos. 
Yeah. And also my whole reboot idea would be like, it's the fucking Megan show and that's it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I feel that that's something that people will be able to get behind. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like, I don't think I would really change anything about the Sopranos. Yeah. And like, it's, it's fine as it is. It's a perfect yeah. egg of a sh- I mean, it's not, but you know, it's way too much pressure. So yeah. All right, Mark, taking mm. us home. Oof. Our last question is for you from Joe Morgan, Snurk, who asks, Imagine you've just woken up in a green room and you're told you're about to go star on a reality show with only 30 minutes to prepare. Oof. You haven't brought anything with you. Would you rather that this show was RuPaul's Drag Race or Project Runway? <laughs> Wow, I'm sensing a theme throughout our evening. Wait, so I'm appearing on it? You're about to go star on a reality show. Yeah, okay. You have 30 minutes to prepare. You got nothing with you. I know less than fuck all about sewing, which, of course, will come to haunt me in both shows. Right. But the complete lack of sewing ability would be really problematic in project runway not really always <laughs> well i mean i can't be Rami? like anya or like anya i just heard of sewing yeah. and uh i just draped and uh i'm chic or what is it alisa jimenez who would just use spit to mark where oh, she wanted God. things to happen Honey. why do i remember her last <laughs> name you guys there are people in my family that i have to be reintroduced to several times a year but alisa jimenez Girl, I got you. But at the end of the day, I think I would have to go, even though I guess if I have no, if I'm not prepared at all, I'm like, would have to do some sort of quick full body wax. It's fine. <laughs> I would still go on RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or I could just be like Crystal on the UK version and be like, no, I'm Harry. I'm a Harry Queen. It's fine. You're like, it's gender fuck. What? Don't question me. <laughs> I hope that I, I would just want to make it to Snatch Game. Yes, RuPaul's Drag Race. We did it. All right, guys. Thank you very much. That is it for another episode of Extra Hot Great. We learned a lot about each other, ourselves, and our listeners in our first special Would You Rather episode. Remember. We're listening. I am David T. Cole, and on behalf of Tara Ariano, Betty or Veronica, Sarah D. Bunting, Ken Burned Raisins or Actual Raisins, and Mark Blankenship in the Blankenship Chair. What about Tim Gunn with a tail? <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time right here on Extra. Talk great. Here's one. What would you rather be? It's not the best time to do this. I hear abjure. Right. Would you rather be you, with your face and your legs, on the brain of a chimpanzee? Brilliant. Or would you rather be a chimpanzee, but with your brain? Can't answer that. It's too inane. Even for you, that's the worst one yet. This is Acast Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favorite shows, and this is one we think you're going to love. A dramatic rescue mission from the depths of space. You're 200,000 miles out. You're in a spacecraft that's dying. 13 Minutes to the Moon Season 2 tells the real story of Apollo 13. There's one whole side of that spacecraft missing. 
I literally got on my knees and prayed. 13 minutes to the moon. We don't have much time. From the BBC World Service. We're not going to the moon anymore. We're going to just be damn lucky to get home. ACAST is home to the biggest podcast from the U.S. and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts.